Hi, I'm Mark Scott, Secretary of the New South Wales Department of Education, and welcome to Every Student, the podcast where I get to introduce you to some of our great leaders in education. Today I'm in conversation with Stephanie McConnell. Stephanie is the principal of Linfield Learning Village, and it's one of our newest schools in New South Wales. It opened this year, and it has an innovative model and approach to teaching and learning that's proven already to be extremely popular with students and parents. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you very much. So um, tell us a little bit about how you got to Linfield Learning Village. It's one of our most famous schools already, and we'll talk a bit about uh, why it's gathered so much attention. But uh, you started out as an English teacher. I did. I started as an English teacher in Marylands High School and um, originally got the job there as a, a mobile teacher and at the time I didn't know what that meant but it meant I was at Marylands for 15 years in yeah. fact. Um, so you weren't very mobile? Not, yeah. not very mobile, yeah. no. Um, and from there to Kalara High School as a head teacher English there and from there to Taramara as deputy and uh, eight more years at, at Taramara High School as the principal prior to coming to Linfield. Yeah and, and how did the Linfield job come about? I was very lucky, I think, to be in the right place at the right time. In fact, the the seed, I think, was planted um, when I was at Kalara with Mark Carter. And um, he and I and a couple of other colleagues there um, had a cheeky little meeting with the then um, uh, well, the, the Director General of Education, as it was, um, Michael Coots Trotter, yep. to suggest that it might be a nice idea for the department to purchase uh, the Limfield site as a senior campus for yeah. Kalara High School. So from that point onwards, it, it sort of emerged in my thinking as, as a really interesting idea, concept to pursue. And it just happened to evolve in the time I was at Taramara yeah. that I was able to be on the steering committee and then the refer- reference group working on the design of the educational model and the actual design of the building, which is quite a unique opportunity. Yeah, so let's talk about the building. If mm. people haven't been to that old UTS site, I mean, it's it's buried... Uh, in Linfield, down in the bush, and it it's is. and it, it and UTS. It was the Kringai College of Advanced Education before it was UTS. But this, you know, a brutalist architecture, I think, is how yes. they uh, politely describe it. <laughs> yes, but not designed to be a school. Not designed to be a school, but always has been a place of learning and education, yeah. even as far back as um, in its Aboriginal history, which I think is really interesting. Um, the, and it, it's. Um, it's certainly a building that I've grown to, to love over the last few years um, and it has taken a lot of work to adapt it to become a school, particularly a school for kindergarten students through to um, what will be um, a K-12 to school eventually. So um, there's been a lot of work done in that period of time leading up to our opening this year to make it suitable for um, a school setting. So about 300 students now mm-hmm. uh, with a trajectory towards 2,000 students by the time it's fully operational. Um, but, but what is of interest really is the way you're going about the teaching and learning experience there. Tell us a bit about the planning of the school and, and how you came up with the model of uh, teaching and learning that you're trying to develop at Linfield. Mm. It's, it's been um, a unique once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and I think it's one of those things that as a teacher you often go to professional learning and they say, what if you had this op- amazing opportunity to, to wipe the slate cr- clean and to create a school from scratch and that's, that's literally the opportunity that I have here. Um, to create uh, a brand new school and to build community, to build culture. 
Um, so it was back in 2014 when I had that opportunity to work with Professor Stephen Heppel and um, my current director, Sue Lowe, and previous director, Meredith Ash, to develop the educational model to, to pull together the uh, educational research that was emerging internationally, um, as well as um, the many experiences that I'd been lucky enough to have in working with some, some really key change makers in education in uh, New South Wales, and also visiting a lot of innovative schools, both across Australia and internationally. Um, and out of all of that, I think emerged the model as it has become today. And since that time, even in the, the five years hence, um, research has just continued to reinforce that that what we are doing is really um, cutting edge in terms of best practice. So, so we turn up at Linfield today. Mm-hmm. What do we see that makes it different to a regular school? Uh, I think what you see is that there are no classrooms. We have learning spaces that are designed for stage groups. So a stage group crosses um, a, a couple of, of years in terms of um, the span of ages. Um, obviously flexible furniture and um, and that's something that's that many schools in New South Wales are, are using but um, it's something that I think is, is really quite an interesting um, component in, in the larger learning spaces but I think more than, than the physical space. A lot of people when they first walk into Linfield describe that there's just a feel about the place that is um, very comfortable students um, are are, are very welcoming and and they call us by our first names that's something that they've decided we've we've included student voice in everything that we've done to build the school um, from the the start of this year so a lot of the decisions um, are theirs and um, and we work along students to, to build and continue to build the school, um, holding lightly to the work that we're doing because we know that's a really important part of remaining agile as we move forward. A big focus on project-based learning. Mm-hmm. I don't like to use the word project-based okay. learning. What, correct, my what, <laughs> correct my language. Correct my language. No, you're very correct, but it's more uh, that... I'm quite keen to utilise the opportunity that we have to not just import a known um, system or process, but to actually question and to unlearn a lot of what we think school is. Obviously, we will will be using aspects of project based learning that, that um, are, are critical and important but it's we talk about design centred learning at Linfield and building learning design around the individual needs of each one of our students. Mm. One of the things you've been able to do is to go and recruit your staff because it's a new school and we, we had an arrangement where we could do that so you could advertise and mm. and you had a lot of people who wanted to come and work with you. What have staff had to learn uh, and what have they had to change about their teaching in moving to the kind of environment that you're creating at Linfield? I think that's probably one of the most significant things about our experience to this point this year, and we are only 18 weeks old. Um, but the the unlearning is what we talk a lot about. Um, there are a lot of assumptions that we bring as teachers and, and experienced teachers, and just as people who have experienced school, and school as we know it in, in our childhood, is, um, is needing to change, I think, for a number of really key reasons. So for our staff, they co-teach in the learning spaces. 
Um, and teaching traditionally is a very private occupation, surprisingly mm. enough. It's, it's something that... The doors that can be the shut. The doors are closed. Yep. Yes, that's right. And, and what happens in there is a mystery sometimes. So we, it's very um, open, it's very transparent, it's very public. And that's, that's important. Uh, so for our teachers, not only it's, is it uh, learning different ways of teaching, but when we, when we talk about being um, a school that has individualised student learning at the heart of what we do, and that is, for me, the holy grail of what we're chasing, mm. um, it, it implies that there needs to be a change in the nature of, of the way we teach. So it is... Uh, something that we encourage staff to question and to think about and to to really uh, consider every day and and, um, and reflect on the, the changes that they might make. Have, have the students needed to adapt as well if they've come from a more traditional setting? Absolutely, yes. I think it's been interesting. The, the first cohort this year have, um, have come from a very wide variety of educational backgrounds. Um, from those who have come from the Montessori system, democratic schools, um, elite private schools, as well as other public schools. And I think our journey has really um, uh, sort of shown that, that those who have come from the more traditional settings have uh, taken a bit longer to adapt to having uh, the level of choice and freedom, perhaps. Um, but having said that, I think one of the myths about Linfield Learning Village is that it's completely unstructured and, and students are just sort of set free to, to do whatever they like, which is not the case at all. It is actually um, much harder to teach in a way um, that we are uh, aiming to do. There is a, a very rigorous structure and uh, foundation behind the work that we do uh, in order to maintain the, the important accountabilities around uh, the teaching and learning and to ensure that we know that what we're doing is having an impact. And... Um how do you go about uh, measuring and assessing progress and improvement in this different kind of setting? Yeah, well, I think that's a really important question because around the the new pedagogies, I think we need to build new metrics and we need to really be mindful of um, moving into a space where we measure what we value, not just value what, what is being measured. And um, traditionally, I know that particularly in... Um, you know the the pointy end if you like of, of education around that stage six year 11 and 12 uh, what we value are our, our HSC ATAR scores and you know NAPLAN of course is something that that people um, rate and judge schools by however I think for us it's about measuring a whole lot of other aspects of learning and 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 changing what we mean by success and that's quite a so, critical so point. Let, let me just ask you about that I mean you've talked to Kalara you've taught at Kalara yeah you taught at Taramurra. Hmm. We know that socioeconomic status of family is a great predictor of educational success. Mm-hmm. Um, do you still expect to see that a school like Linfield will perform as well in the, in almost since the more traditional assessments like the HSC has demonstrated in the ATAR, as those other schools which are drawing students from similar areas? I can't see why we wouldn't. We certainly will be moving into a stage six program next year <clears throat> where we hope to to offer quite a bespoke program where those sort of opportunities are, um, uh, you know, we work alongside students to get the best possible outcome for them based on their own individualised pathway. Um, but, you know, I've got an extremely experienced um, team of teachers who are well, uh, you know, very, very well aware of the 
the complexities of the HSC pathway. Yeah. But I think one thing that is important to me is um, the well-being of students in all of that is critical and that there are a number of pathways into post-school destinations yeah. and the sausage factory of the HSC is, is only one of them. And I'm pretty keen to create uh, opportunities for students which reduce the levels of anxieties that traditionally I've seen um, mm. in students of, of that um, age but also quite young as well. Yeah. Um, do you think this is a school setting for every every student? Mm, I or, do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and that's something that I think is, is really quite an important aspect of what we're offering because in a, in a model where essentially we meet every student at their point of need and we move them forward from there in a way that is not, um, you know, necessarily tied to a calendar year, it gives us the opportunity to work with students and to, to develop um, their particular skill set and to uh, support them in the areas where they're more challenged um, in a way that, that allows them to feel empowered. And, um, and I think that's, that's a really critical difference in terms of what we're offering. And, you know, one of the interesting things about the school is that its, its reputation has preceded it, right? So this is a school that featured on the ABC's 7.30 program before it had a mm. single student had walked through the door, That's right? right. And, and you, you have these long waiting lists and quite high level of parental expectation. About, mm. and, and, and we almost can't develop a school fast enough for all the parents who are trying to uh, knock on the door. Mm. Um, what are those parents looking for? I mean, why the appeal? Yes, I think that's a really critical point. I've got at the moment two and a half thousand on my waiting list and it says to me particularly in the part of Sydney where we are, um, the the leafy North Shore, uh, a lot of people uh, were quite surprised at the appeal that the school has had and I believe that it's, it's very much because people are looking for something different for their children. People are very aware of the way that our world is changing and that that uh, our system and schools are built for an era um, that that was to, to create factory workers and that we don't need so many of them anymore. And we need to, to be addressing um, the, the world that uh, our students are going out into and providing them with the tools to be able to, uh, to thrive in that world. Have you found that you have a lot of students who are coming to your families are interested in, in coming to Linfield? who really just have not fitted well into the traditional schooling model. Mm. Yes, indeed. Um, and I think particularly, you know, any any student who's come to Linfield this year who's not in kindergarten or year seven mm. is moving for a reason. Um, mm. And, you know, we... we um, we are really happy to be able to provide an environment for those students who are seeking something different, who have found that the traditional models of schooling have not met their particular needs, uh, whether it be because they have uh, learning difficulty or because they have uh, particular needs that um, make it difficult for them to work in, in a large sort of um, cohort of, of, of students where they're, they're all expected to, to move fairly lockstep through a system. Um, students who want um, more freedom, more choice, more opportunity to pursue their passions. Um, and I think, you know, that's that's something that we're working with students to, to try and, and create in uh, a system that is, is, is quite um, highly structured, perhaps. Um, many boxes to tick. And um, I think what we do is look for the opportunities in that. And in fact, the HSC syllabus and the, the new curriculum, um, when you actually read it closely, offers 
all of that. I was, going to, I was going to ask you that because what's interesting is, you know, this school looks pretty different, kind of ambitious philosophy, mm. um, but you're still operating within the constraints of being a government school as part of a public education system with requirements, mm-hmm. offering credentials like the high school certificate and meeting the requirements of NESA. You've found flexibility within mm. Uh, despite critiques of the rigidities of the system. Yes, absolutely. I think that's that's part of um, what I've been looking for in in the period of time leading up to this is just reading really carefully um, those policies and documents to find where those loopholes are, to find that there is actually a lot of flexibility in the system and even to the point where um, one of the things that I know many schools in New South Wales um, are challenged by when it comes to thinking innovatively is around the mandatory hour requirements, particularly yep. in the secondary setting. Yep. Um, and I knew prior to starting this year that there was a whole day a week in that um, curriculum that um, was in excess of what was required to yep. meet those hours, which is how we've then structured our, our timetable through the week. To meet those mandatory hours from Monday. So you to ask Thursday. for forgiveness, not permission. That's part. I do. Of uh, please forgive me, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, you know. You know. You're you're now a site of educational tourism, right? You know, mm, many people knock absolutely. on your door and want to take a look around. They um, but if you're teaching at a regular primary school or secondary school, and you don't have the new facilities and the whole new setup and the whole, in a sense, bespoke model that you created, how much? are you offering that can still be taken Mm. back and applied elsewhere? A lot. And I think that's actually a really important point because for me, the last eight years of my journey have been um, working on transforming an existing culture, an existing school. And um, and the way I have done that is by um, by pulling the eyes out of the best that I've seen. And I think we offer a lot in terms of the concepts that we are pursuing that are easily um, adapted to other school settings. And that's what I'd like to hope that we offer to other schools. And I'm, I'm very much of the mindset that although we are really lucky to have um, a, a beautiful new school that... Uh, offers all of the opportunities um, to teach and to deliver the model that it, that we've designed for those spaces. Um, I I think I could have done this in a barn. I don't want to say that now, and I, I would very be very happy to to see the yeah. continuing journey with this yeah. school. But it, but it is the learning. That's the great insight, really, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, high profile, a lot of attention. Mm. You're now almost two terms in. Uh, you had a bit of time to get your head around it in advance, but that's not quite the same as running the thing with yeah. real live breathing children, teachers, right. parents and like. What's taking you by surprise? Yeah, that's an, an interesting question. I think um, the most surprising things for me have been that when you empower young voices, they come up with the most extraordinary ideas, that they are... Um, you know, the, quite often I think our, our system and the way that we educate young people um, takes away that passion for learning and and we're all lovers of, of learning when we're given the right opportunities, when we're allowed to pursue things that are meaningful to us, that we can see connections to our real world and that allow us to... Um, to sort of cover a whole breadth as our curriculum offers but in a way that gives us access and that provides us with new opportunities for learning. Um, So uh, you know particularly 
the little voices of our kindergarten children, yeah. we have really valued even their contribution. I was going to ask you about them because one of the interesting things, of course, you're now running a K through twelve school. Yes, your experience has all been in secondary. What have you had to learn about little people? Oh, look, they're <laughs> they're, they're quite. Um, you know, you, you can't really walk past them without them uh, grabbing hold of you. And, and have, I was just sort of mentioning as I was walking out the door today to come and speak to you, I, I was having a conversation with um, Beatrice, who's one of our beautiful kindergarten children, and she was asking me where I was going. And, um, and then as I was walking down the stairs to the car park, she sort of called from the top of the stairs, Stephanie, why are you a principal? And I just called back yeah. and I said, because I'm lucky. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Great story. One of um, one of your students, um, Aisha, uh, is working with us here uh, at the department this week on mm. work experience. Bailed me up at an event, said, yes. can I come do work experience? I said, absolutely, come along. I want to roll her into the conversation too because it's rare for us to have uh, not just the principal of a school but a student of a school here. And seeing as it's the Every Student podcast, I uh, thought it would be good to, to, to hear from you. Now, now, Aisha, you're in year 10. Where were you at school before you came to Linfield? So I was first at school at Newtown High in year seven. Yeah. And then through year eight and year nine, I went to boarding school in New Zealand. Uh-huh. And what, uh, what caught your interest or the family's interest about Linfield? I think we, we've been looking for something different for quite a long time, which is the reason that I went to New Zealand um, and kind of hearing about uh, Linfield and everything that it had to offer. We just thought that's the school that we've been looking for. And what have you found uh, different about the learning experience and the learning approach, particularly the, you know, being in stages, not in year groups, um, you know, the projects and investigations that you're running at the school. Tell us a bit about your experience as a student. I think like one of the biggest experiences that I've had is that there's just a lot of trust like through the school like you have a lot of trust in the teachers and you know that you can kind of go and you can talk to the teachers and tell them like your ideas and what you think that you need from them Um, and there's also like you can say the ideas that you have and they'll try and live them out. And um, compared to a more structured learning environment that you've had in the past, how does the workload feel to you? Is it, is it as demanding? Is it as rigorous? Are you working harder? Is it more interesting? Tell us about how it's different. It's like it's a lot less of a workload in the sense that like when for most schools when you go into the classroom you will get an assignment and then on top of that you'll have to do the classwork as well whereas at Linfield when we get the assignment we do it in class and so we don't have like obviously if you don't do it in class then you've got to do it at home yeah but we have that time in class to really kind of like bounce ideas off the teacher and things like that so less homework less work at home yeah definitely less like more time to do your own thing and you also get time to work on things that you want to work on and what are the things that you're interested in working on at the moment so at the moment i'm working on a documentary about adhd um and the experience of kids living with that um and in the education system fantastic and so a good move for you at the moment um your sister's there as well right yeah, she is. and how's she finding it she's really loving it because she has um a sensory thing called uh, synesthesia which is where she like mixes her 
neurological pathways are different from other people's in the way that she perceives color and taste and sound and so in a normal uh school environment she kind of struggles with kind of like sensory overload and that kind of thing but at linfield she can sit out and she can kind of do more hands-on things and stuff like that Fantastic. Well, uh, thanks for giving us the voice of the student (laughs) in the Every Student podcast. Uh, That's greatly appreciated. And Stephanie, thanks for you too. And thanks for all the work that you're doing. And in this really interesting uh, model that's being developed, uh, which we're all looking at so closely, and we wish you and your team and all the students there every success. And thank you for listening to this episode of Every Student. Never miss an episode by subscribing on your podcast platform of choice or by heading to our website at education.nsw.gov.au slash every hyphen student hyphen podcast. Or if you know someone who is a remarkable innovative educator that we could all learn from, you can get in touch with us via Twitter at New South Wales Education, on Facebook, or email everystudentpodcast at det.nsw.edu.au. Thanks again, and I'll catch you next time.